0: The kingdom, once celebrated for its prosperity and vigor, was now ensnared in a vice of desolation. Lavish banquets and merry gatherings that once echoed with laughter and songs were replaced by a stifling silence. The golden spires and majestic towers that used to gleam under the sun now seemed to sag under the weight of an invisible dread. Every evening, just as the sun dipped below the horizon and the first silver star would grace the velvet sky, a chilling breeze would sweep through the castle's hallways. Emerging from the shadows, a spectral maiden with hair as white as snow and eyes devoid of warmth would appear. Silently, she'd float through the stone walls, her translucent fingers reaching for the king's heart. As she touched him, his once robust and ruddy complexion would pale, the life draining from him drop by drop. By the break of dawn, His grand chamber, adorned with gold and covered in rich fabrics, would house a lifeless ruler. His loyal subjects would find him cold and motionless, the very soul sucked out of him. Yet, the curse was cruelly playful. As noon approached and the sun took its throne in the sky, the king's heart would miraculously reappear, restoring a semblance of life to his body. But this daily resurrection was but a brief respite, for the ghostly maiden's icy embrace awaited him every twilight. This cycle of death and rebirth not only took its toll on the king but also on the once thriving kingdom. Markets became eerily quiet, with traders and craftsmen too scared to venture out after dark. Children no longer played in the streets, their cheerful songs replaced by hushed bedtime stories about the ghostly maiden. In the castle's dimly-lit corners and the town's hushed taverns, murmurs began to rise. The once-respected king was now pitied, his knightly ordeal a spectacle of sorrow. People spoke in whispers, but the underlying tone was clear, the kingdom needed salvation. From these clandestine meetings and whispered plans, a group emerged, not just any band of rebels, but individuals chosen for their distinctive talents. There was the agile thief who could move through shadows, the wise old seer with knowledge of ancient lore, the valiant knight known for his unflinching bravery, and many others. United by a singular mission and an unyielding spirit, they prepared to challenge the curse that held their king, and their land, captive. The journey began at the first light of dawn, with the vast horizon beckoning the chosen rebels. The kingdom's most renowned tracker, Ellara, led the way. With raven-black hair, sharp eyes that missed no detail, and a sixth sense for reading the earth, she was an unrivaled guide. Her reputation was that of legend, it was said she could trace the path of a falcon in a storm or find a single lost coin in the vast desert. Their path took them through dense, twisted forests where trees whispered ancient secrets, across vast, desolate deserts that tested their resolve, and over-towering, snow-capped mountains where the air grew thin. But with every challenge, the group's bond grew stronger, their determination unwavering. As days turned into weeks, the world around them began to change. The trees grew sparse, the air cooler, and the ground cracked and barren. They had reached the edge of the world, where life gave way to the mysteries of death. It was here that the boundary between the living and the dead blurred. Before them stood a mammoth, obsidian gate, intricately carved with runes that seemed to pulse with an eerie life of their own. Guarding this entrance was the fabled Cerberus, its three heads constantly moving, eyes scanning for intruders, and nostrils flaring. Each of its heads bore menacing fangs, dripping with venom and exuding a menace that would make the bravest of warriors hesitate. Yet, among the rebels was Lysander, the kingdom's most gifted bard. With a lyre crafted from the heartwood of the sacred elder tree, Lysander began to play. Softly at first, the notes floated, weaving a melody that spoke of moonlit nights, gentle embraces, and the serene stillness of a world at peace. As the lullaby unfolded, a transformation overcame Cerberus. Its eyes, once fierce and vigilant, grew heavy-lidded and its menacing growl turned into a deep, rhythmic snore. With the guardian beast in slumber, the rebels carefully and quietly moved past, entering the gates to the underworld. Inside, a stark, otherworldly panorama greeted them. Gone were the sun's warm rays or the moon's gentle glow. Instead, rivers of molten lava carved their way through the land, casting a ghastly illumination that painted everything in hues of red and orange. The very ground seemed alive, pulsating with an energy that was both terrifying and mesmerizing. Spirits, mere remnants of their former selves, roamed aimlessly. Their ethereal forms emitted a pale luminescence, their eyes reflecting eternal sorrow and longing. The air was thick with an oppressive heaviness. Every breath was an effort, tasting of age-old decay and forgotten memories. But the rebels pressed on, each step taking them deeper into the realm of the dead and closer to their objective. Deeper into the underworld, where the veil between reality and legend thinned, the rebels found themselves on hallowed grounds. Here, gods of ancient times, once worshipped and revered but long since forgotten by mankind, roamed with unchecked power. Their dominions, though lost to human memory, were very real barriers the rebels would need to overcome. The first challenge was an ever-changing labyrinth, the brainchild of Loxian, the god of tricks and illusions. Towering walls constructed of shimmering mirages would suddenly appear, while others vanished, leading the group into dead ends or in circles. Whispered voices echoed false directions, aiming to confound and mislead. But among the rebels was Kylam, a sharp-minded strategist with an innate ability to discern patterns and truths. Using his keen intellect, he studied the labyrinth's rhythm, detecting subtle cues in its shifting design. As the walls seemed to dance and play, Kylam led the group with unwavering certainty, navigating through the deceptive maze and leading them out into the open. Yet, relief was short-lived. As they advanced, the environment darkened, the very air becoming heavy with sorrow. From the depths emerged Morena, the goddess of despair. With a melancholic aura, she reached into the minds of the rebels, conjuring paralyzing visions of past regrets, failures, and heartaches. The group began to stagger and falter, ensnared by their own tormented pasts. But in their midst was Zenara, a monk who had dedicated his life to mastering inner peace and mental fortitude. Drawing upon years of meditation and discipline, Zenara began to chant, creating a harmonious barrier of light around the group. His protective aura acted as a shield, repelling Maureen's invasive tendrils. With renewed vigor, the rebels stepped out of the oppressive domain, leaving behind the suffocating grip of their darkest memories. Their path led to a vast arena, where waiting for them was Arvandus, the god of war and combat. Towering and fearsome, his very presence exuded an aura of domination. Raising his weapon, he issued a challenge, a one-on-one duel to decide the fate of the rebels. From the group stepped forth Valeria, a warrior of unparalleled strength and skill, her reputation known throughout the kingdom. The clash that ensued was legendary. Metal against metal, power against power, the very ground trembling under the force of their combat. The two seemed evenly matched, with neither giving an inch. But Valeria, calling upon every ounce of her training and determination, found an opening, landing a decisive blow against the god of war. Arvandus, in a display of respect, acknowledged her victory and permitted the group safe passage. With three challenges conquered, the group's resolve was firmer than ever, each trial forging them into a more unified and formidable force. The heart of the underworld awaited, and they were more determined than ever to face its perils. The trials behind them, the rebels found themselves on the threshold of a grand cavern. Its magnitude was awe-inspiring, with ceilings that seemed to reach the heavens and walls that echoed the soft whispers of centuries gone by. Stalactites dripped with time, while an intricate network of veins of glowing minerals provided an eerie, bioluminescent illumination. Dominating this vast expanse was an imposing obsidian pillar, its surface smooth and reflective, mirroring the very essence of the underworld. At its summit, encased in a shimmering ethereal barrier, was the king's heart. Beating slowly, each pulse released waves of energy that rippled across the cavern. It was an artifact of undeniable power and significance, the very life force of their beloved king. But the most arresting sight was the ghostly maiden. Floating around the pillar, her white, spectral form stood in sharp contrast to the dark surroundings. Her face, though devoid of emotion, emanated an otherworldly beauty, while her eyes gleamed with a protective ferocity. The atmosphere was thick with tension as both parties sized each other up. With a shared nod of agreement, the mage of the group, Orion, stepped forward. Cloaked in robes imbued with arcane symbols, he began to channel his power. Whispering incantations passed down through generations, his hands danced gracefully, conjuring intricate glyphs that floated and glowed before him. Sensing the shift in energy, The ghostly maiden retaliated. Ethereal tendrils sprouted from her form, targeting Orion. As they reached out, trying to smother and suffocate, Orion deflected them with protective shields and magical barriers. The cavern became a theater of magical warfare. Cascades of light, waves of energy, and arcs of electricity crisscrossed the space. The ground trembled as the two formidable forces collided, each blow echoing like a symphony of power. The rebels watched with bated breath, their hopes and fears intertwined with every surge and counter-surge of magic. With a final, triumphant chant, Orion summoned a vortex of arcane energy, focusing it directly at the barrier surrounding the heart. The force of the magic collided with the protective layer, causing a brilliant explosion that rocked the cavern. When the brilliance subsided and vision returned, the barrier had vanished, leaving the heart exposed and vulnerable. Simultaneously, the ghostly maiden, having expended her energies in the fierce duel, began to lose form. Her once-defined shape started to fragment, disintegrating into ethereal particles that floated upwards, finally disappearing into the vastness of the cavern. With the guardian defeated and the heart within reach, The rebels had crossed a significant milestone in their quest. But their journey was far from over. The challenge of extraction and escape loomed ahead. The perils of the underworld behind them, the band of rebels journeyed upwards, each step resonating with the hope and anticipation of restoring their kingdom to its former glory. As they neared the exit, the stifling, oppressive atmosphere of the underworld began to wane, replaced by the familiar comforting sense of the living world. Upon emerging into the realm of the living, the bright light of day met them, a stark contrast to the somber hues of the underworld. Awaiting them was a sea of expectant faces, men, women, children, and elderly, all of whom had made the pilgrimage to the entrance, keeping a hopeful vigil. The sight of the rebels, weary but triumphant, holding aloft the still-beating heart of their king, triggered an outpouring of elation. Cheers, laughter, and tears of relief filled the air, creating a tapestry of emotions that would be remembered for ages. With utmost care, the rebels made their way to the castle, the crowd parting reverently to let them pass. Once inside the regal chambers, they approached the lifeless form of their king. As the heart was gently placed back into its rightful place, the entire room held its collective breath. Moments later, an awe-inspiring spectacle unfolded. From the king's body, a radiant light began to emanate, growing in intensity, filling every nook and cranny of the room. As the brilliance reached its peak, it abruptly receded, revealing the transformed figure of the king. His eyes, once hollow and devoid of life, now sparkled with vitality and wisdom he sat up, taking in his surroundings, the memories of his nightly torment fading like a distant nightmare. The once feeble and despondent ruler now exuded the strength, charisma, and grace that had once defined his reign. News of the king's resurrection spread like wildfire throughout the kingdom. Joyous celebrations erupted, with feasts, music, and dance continuing for days and nights. The heart of the kingdom, both literally and metaphorically, had been restored. In the midst of this euphoria, the rebels, who had once been seen as potential usurpers, stood before the king, prepared to face their fate. However, in a magnanimous gesture that surprised all, the king stepped down from his throne, approached each of them, and bestowed upon them the kingdom's highest honors. His voice, strong and clear, echoed throughout the hall, without their bravery, unity, and sacrifice, our realm would have been lost. Their status transformed from rebels to heroes, their tale became the stuff of legend. Bards sang their praises, artists immortalized their deeds in paintings and sculptures, and storytellers weaved their journey into epic tales. The story of the brave souls who ventured into the underworld, faced ancient gods, and brought back the heart of their king, became a cherished legacy.